you can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hey everyone, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch. And today I wanted to have a conversation around a topic you hear a lot if you're recruiting or reading a book on building a team, listening to speakers at events. You hear all of this talk around making sure you hire people who are culture fits. I have been one of those people in my past life, but I've been thinking a lot about what that means actually. And I think it's also such a buzzword right now or has been in the zeitgeist for so long. You need to find people who are culture fits or they're not a culture fit. And I think it can often be a way to dismiss people instead of actually sharing why somebody isn't the right fit for a job. Maybe it's somebody on your team. You say culture fit when really you mean their communication style isn't right. It isn't what we want on this team or their attitude is not what we want on this team you'll say it's not a culture fit. And I actually don't think that's true because most of the time I'd venture to say most small businesses don't actually have a culture, have not defined what that is, but they just use culture fit as a label essentially. And the concept of, so I'm going to talk about this in the concept of recruiting and how to hire for somebody who is going to work well within your team. I feel like I'm nonstop talking about this, but it's hands down the most important thing to do and the thing that you don't do because you're too busy that when you need to hire somebody, you just post a job, meet people and hire them without doing prep work and legwork to know who you want on your team. And the most important thing you can do to hire and develop a high performing team is get crystal clear on the type of people that you want to hire into your business and the types of skills skills or traits that you're unwilling to teach. And that's not culture. For me, one of them is if I were to hire, I would 100% look for people who are naturally open to other people's viewpoints and opinions. That is just fundamentally who I want to work in my business because we are a company that values other people's perspectives, opinions, and treats them with respect. That is something that I will 100% not stand for. That's it's not a culture fit. That is a core trait. Another one would be they need to be transparent. And our culture here is one of transparency. Molly and I talk about everything. I give her more information than she wants to know. Like when she's due a payment, we have a whole tracker sheet on when payments are due and she can see exactly when things are getting paid out, when they're not in real time. She has access to everything. And I'll tell her, I will go out of my way to make sure that we're transparent and she knows what's going on. 
because that's just a core value that is so critical and important to me. We have transparent pricing in how we charge our clients. We don't hide behind fees. Transparency is one of my core values. That does not mean culture fit. Here's a big one that comes up a lot with clients because so many of my clients are startups. I need someone who's scrappy and can work in a startup environment. So they think that having previous startup experience is a culture fit. I would argue, what does that actually mean? You define what having startup experience provides or what actual skills working in a startup previously have that will then help us at our company. So having previous startup experience to me is you know how to wear multiple different hats. You know a lot about a variety of different parts of the business and you've been exposed to things and had to own things that if you were at a bigger company, you probably wouldn't have exposure to. So you're able to wear multiple hats and you're able to learn things. You're able to be given a assignment on something you've never done before and you know how to find the answer. So you're able to troubleshoot. You're resourceful. Those are all what startup experience is. It's not culture fit. So now that I've gone on a tangent about that, I want to talk about why the word culture fit is starting to get a little bit of scrutiny. I think that's a word in the world of HR and recruiting and one that I actually am starting to agree with if I'm being completely honest. And it's because it really can exclude diversity. So this is one of the biggest critiques is that hiring for culture fit inadvertently means that you're hiring all of the same people. You're hiring similar people, right? It's the like me bias on steroids. Oftentimes culture fit is like people that you like or that you enjoy spending time with. And I'm not saying you should hire people you don't like, but as human, you tend to like people who are similar to you easier. So if you're only hiring for people who are going to fit in with the existing team, you're excluding a lot of valuable different perspectives, different upbringings, different experiences. There's so many things when you think of diversity, right? And if you're not carefully and clearly identifying what does it mean to have what I just shared when we first kicked off this podcast, if you're lumping everything into culture fit and not clearly defining the skills that you're looking for, for and the things that you stand for, you're going to probably fall victim to just hiring a bunch of people like you. And that is not good for your business. You are not getting a lot of different perspectives and you'll get a lot of people from similar companies, similar working styles, similar thought processes. And that really does stifle your diversity efforts and your innovation of your company. So that is the biggest reason why what people have traditionally called hiring for culture fit is getting under scrutiny for. The second is bias shows up. Just because you are a human with a brain, you have bias. You can't help it. So let's all just accept that and decide that we are going to put things in place that helps reduce it that helps us get checked along the way because it's going to be there. So as soon as you just accept that it is and stop trying to fight that it's there or fight that you don't have it or that it's being over-dramatized in the media, it exists. And it's just a foundational fact of being a human that bias exists and it can be very conscious bias. It can be unconscious bias. But the natural thing is people tend to gravitate towards people that share their interests, just like what I just talked about, that have their same backgrounds, that have their same viewpoint. And that really causes problems for your business's growth. 
the companies that do the best are the ones that have an incredibly wide breadth of people who work at their business. So hiring for culture fit often is like, I'm hiring for someone just like me. And that is not a good move. It just creates a static culture. Don't you want your company to evolve as it grows? Or do you want it to always stay the same? So hiring for culture fit is just so subjective and you miss out on the chance for your business to evolve in positive ways. And when you bring in fresh ideas and new ways of thinking, your business inevitably will grow and change and evolve. And that's good. You don't want to stay the same way. So the next reason why hiring for culture fit as it used to be isn't a good move is that it's very subjective. That's where that comes in. So there's vague criteria because you can't put words to it. Like I said in the opening, culture fit means different things to everybody. Oh yeah. If you were to go and ask everybody in your team, who's the best culture fit do you think on our team? They're going to say a person and you're going to say, okay, why are they a great culture fit? I don't know. Like I get along with them. They're a team player. They really love the company. It's just going to be like such vague things and everyone's going to have something different. And so it's not helpful and it's not helping you intentionally build a great company. And then of course there's legal risks. And I say that as, of course you thought about that and you probably didn't, but hiring for culture fit, it's coming out in lawsuits for discrimination claims. And so there can be legal consequences. And a lot of the times it's not intentional. That's probably the most common thing that happens in discrimination claims. A lot of times it actually is discrimination, but it doesn't often have to be with bad intent. Discrimination doesn't mean you're intentionally trying to treat people worse because of some reason. Most of you don't want to do that. I would argue that most business owners really don't think that way and it's not malicious, but it happens when you're not thinking, when you're just going about your day-to-day and not intentionally making some of the decisions on how you hire people, fire people, promote people, and pay people. If you think it all is just going to fall into place, you're setting yourself up for potential issues. And so you need to be intentional about those things, how you hire, how you fire, how you promote, how you pay people. All of that needs to be thoughtful and assessed and looked at and measured. And that is where so many businesses get it wrong because they just, oh, it's going great. We don't have to do anything. And that is bad for So something that is now coming out, and I'm going to throw another buzzword out there, which I hate doing, but I do think the concept of it really is great. And it's something that we are really trying to do with all of our clients. So it's really important that you start to implement a culture ad perspective during your hiring process. So some people are like, oh, great. They just rebranded culture fit to culture ad. Woohoo. Wonderful. They solved all the problems. And a lot of companies probably are doing that. In fact, I would say I did that for a long time. I was like, oh, yeah, we should hire for culture ad. But I just kept doing the same thing that I was doing when I was hiring for culture fit up until a few years ago. I didn't even really understood what that means. And now I do. And so what culture ad is, and again, you have to set this up before you start interviewing. You can't just be like, yo, Sam, I want you to participate in this interview. And you're going to be assessing for culture ad. And it's just like this, ooh, I have the role of assessing for culture ad. But then you haven't told them what that means or what they're actually looking for, right? Then it's completely useless. And that's what so many companies do is they know they need to assign different roles in an interview. And so they just assigned it to people, but then they don't set them up for success, which we'll talk about how to do that. I wasn't going to talk about that on this episode, but I'll talk about how to do that because it's so critical. But essentially, the first thing you need to do in order to start to hire for culture ad is going to be a shocker for you. Clearly articulate the core values and the behaviors that make up your company's culture. Woo, 
Shocker. It's like I said that at the beginning. Woo. Sorry. I don't know why I'm doing that today. It's just on it. Also, I'm filming on video. And so I'm like looking at myself. So it's easier to make jokes at myself. It's weird. Anyways, so I'm going to repeat that because I went off on a tangent. So you want to define your culture. And what that means is clearly articulating the core values and behaviors that make up your company's culture. Those make up the culture, not just I like this person or they worked at a startup. That is not your culture. You want to identify the non-negotiables and don't make it a huge laundry list that's almost unattainable. Make it three to five. And if you actually like just drill things back, like if you were to make a list of all of your core values and then do the five whys exercise of why is this important? Why is that important? And you drill down into the five whys of every core value that come to mind when you and your team do this, you'll probably drill down into three main things that stand out that are common across all of the things that everybody initially thinks about. That's a great way to create those core values. Just wanted to take a minute and remind you that having your people operations and systems rock solid early on will not only save you money and resources, but will help you build a thriving and highly effective team much quicker. And guess what? We've got your back. My company, People Principles, has an incredible toolkit shop where you'll find everything you need to get your team on the right track. And more importantly, get all of your team operations and people operations on the right track. From hiring your dream team to navigating those tougher moments like terminations, we've got the resources that'll make it all easier. With our toolkits, you can dive right in and start implementing best practices today. You get straightforward and actionable tools, tips, and the templates to implement immediately. So head over to our website, peopleprinciples.co forward slash toolkits and check out all the toolkits today. Stop the endless Google searches and chat GPT promptings and get the tools you need built by us, HR experts. But you want to think about what the non-negotiables are. And don't just make it this huge laundry list. That's going to be impossible. So first you need to define it. And then you need to come up with gaps. So you want to analyze your current culture to figure out what experiences, what skills are missing that could actually really help your company's growth and innovation. So sometimes that can be different experiences. Sometimes that can be if you're a parent or not a parent, if you have a certain ethnicity. I think immediately that's what you think of when you think of the gaps that are missing, but it can really be so much more than just that. And that's where you really start to shine and start to build complementary skills and experiences. So if you have a whole team that's only ever worked at a startup and they've never worked anywhere else, you might actually want to start to hire a couple people who actually worked in corporate and have worked in bigger companies because they're going to bring a different level of experience that your current team doesn't have. So you want to identify the gaps. It would be really great in this next hire if we filled it with somebody with one of these things or two of these things. You want to identify what those gaps are. And then you want to make sure that your job postings emphasize the value of diverse experiences and perspectives and that you're specifically looking for people who can bring something new to the table. That will then attract people who want to work at an organization that is that way to apply for your job. And it will help make you stand out. And then you need to train your interviewers. So I already talked about this, but you need to train the interviewers to understand what your core values are, what gaps you've decided are missing and that you really would love to find 
how to assess those things and how to assess how much of a culture ad somebody is. So not only do you want to train them on how to do that, you want to give them the tools. And so you want to create interview questions before you post a job and before your team starts talking to people. Because what happens every time is you're so busy, let's just get a job posted so we can start to get candidates and then we'll worry about this. And then you start to get hundreds of candidates. You're like, oh my gosh, we have to get through all of these so much. Oh my gosh, we have to talk to these people. So you run out and you start talking to these people without doing the work up front. So then you never actually hire for culture ad because you never did the work. This is my plea to you to take a beat and do this stuff. Doing this ahead of time is going to end in such better results. So you want to not only train your interviews, but you want to set up the actual interview process ahead of time, complete with questions so that they know what to do, they know what to ask, and they will know how to appropriately assess for this. Before you make the interview questions, another thing you should do that I touched on would be looking for complementary skills that you need. What can happen when you're hiring for culture fit is you can get a whole team that all have the same skills and that doesn't help anybody right? You want people who have different strengths that complement each other. So while you're looking at the gaps of perspective experiences, make sure you're also looking at strengths. So this is where a tool like StrengthsFinders 2.0 could be great is you'll know everybody's on the team's strengths and you'll be like, okay, we really need to find someone who is XYZ or has these skills, these strengths, because it's missing on our team. So that is a great use case of that. And then start to incorporate that into the interview process, the development process, all of those things. So you want to look for complementary strengths. Some of the things that you also want to look for when you are interviewing people is you want to look for people who show adaptability, the ability to learn, willingness to want to learn and grow and develop new skills rather than those that fit a laundry list of went to this school, has this degree, has five years of experience in this industry, worked in this brand, has had this title. Like instead of going through the laundry list of what you think is qualified, when you get really clear on the skills that are needed for the job that you're hiring for, you're able to find where somebody has used those skills. So for me, I can always just use an example in my own business. If I didn't hire somebody who actually has been a recruiter before, let's say I couldn't find someone or for whatever reason, I'm looking at different backgrounds. Great backgrounds for recruiters would be somebody who has managed a retail store, has managed hospitality, anything like that, has managed a PL and has been responsible for growing a business. Now you'd be like, why is that important? They've had to schedule people. They've had to manage headcounts. They've had to go out and hire people before. They have to understand business. And in my opinion, the best recruiters are people who understand business and who know how to build relationships. If you work in retail or hospitality or restaurants, you got to do all of those things oftentimes. So that is an area where I would find complementary skills. Of course, salespeople as well. There's a lot of different types of roles that could transition well into recruiting. Somebody who's done sales, who's done customer success, all of those things. 
So that's what I mean by looking for complementary skills. This is how you actually build a diverse culture by doing the things that we just talked about on this podcast. We went over the reasons why the culture fit as previously defined is like old news and not helpful and also harmful. I would argue that it's harmful. And we went over the reasons for that because it does not promote diversity. It creates a potential for bias. It creates a very static culture that is not growing. It is very subjective and there's very vague criteria in which you're even assessing it and it puts you at legal risk. So that is five reasons why hiring for culture fit is a bad idea. Then we went into how to shift from hiring for culture fit to hiring for culture ad. And it's not just a rebrand. It's an actual different process for doing so. And that involves defining your culture, clearly articulating your core values and behaviors that make up your culture so that you can start to assess for those things. You are identifying the gaps currently in your business of skills, perspectives, experiences, and strengths. What would be complementary? So you're starting to look for complementary skills, strengths, experiences that are going to add to your team instead of making sure everyone has the same thing so they can all talk the same language. Language. That's something you can teach perspectives and different viewpoints. You cannot. We then talked about how you need to revise job descriptions, train and set up your interviewers for success. So do the interviewing operations. I posted on LinkedIn about this yesterday that if you're working with recruiters and they are not giving you your hiring and interview ops, like we need to talk because they should be doing that. That is a critical part of having a successful hire and doing that work up front. And I pleaded with you earlier to take four days, three days, one day, hell, five hours, I don't care, but please do the work ahead of time to set up your interview plan and create interview questions. Do not wait until 20 minutes before you hop on the phone with somebody. Please stop doing that. That is the worst thing you can do. And I know you're so busy and you're going to keep doing it until the cows come home. And I'm just going to keep asking you not to, but you want to do that. And so you want to set up everybody ahead of time. And then you want to look for adaptability and complementary experiences, experiences that can translate that are not just reading a laundry list of skills and experience. So that is how you should start to think about hiring for culture in your business. Really grateful you tuned in and I will talk to you again really soon. Are you ready to hire a recruiter to help you in your business? Exciting news for you. That can be me and my team. And we believe that the recruiting industry is due for a major upgrade and it's recruiting and fee structures. So we have a completely different model than other recruiters out there. We have transparent pricing and transparent fees. Go check out peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting for how you can partner with us and let us do the hiring for you.